You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, this is awesome. I am so excited. This is the last podcast leading up to the NFL draft. This is also the last podcast I'll do in the state of California. Um, I Next time I talk to you guys, I will have my feet on the ground in Nashville bringing live reports to the NFL draft. I am so excited. Uh, this is awesome. So uh, anyway, this is welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush podcast with your host, John Chapman, myself, and man... This is just Christmas. I I am so excited. This is about as fun as it gets, and then we get news of a huge trade that comes down today. Uh, division opponents, Seattle trades. You know their pass rusher. You know whatever you think about that guy. Uh, I don't, I don't even want to say his name, but whatever they trade Clark to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs overpay big time, giving up a first round pick this year and uh, number twenty nine overall, and. Uh, second round pick the following year so they are man they're just dishing out and then they go out and pay him more than demarcus lawrence even though he's not even quite the player that he is he's not even close so that's what it is so what we have today it's a behemoth of an episode probably the biggest episode we've ever done three full round mock draft with trades and compensation outlined so get out your pen and paper and try to keep track at home because it's going to be intense so the first round, obviously, we're going to spend the most time on. Then second and third rounds uh, will pick up speed a little bit. So just stay with us and just understand this. Also, I uh, wanted to say just thank you to everybody for all the support. Purchasing the draft kit was really, really cool. Uh, it's it's awesome. This fan base is great. The 49ers fans are the best in the world. I don't think there's any doubt about that in football. And so uh, for all those that went over to Eat Sleep Fantasy and bought my uh, draft book, uh, just want to say thank you. Um, the comments and stuff coming out. It's pretty cool to be supported that way and just want to say thanks again. If you haven't bought it, I'd strongly recommend head over to eatsleepfantasy.com, click on John Chapman's draft book, and all you do is put in your information. Use the promo code RUSH, R-U-S-H, for half off for you guys. It's only five bucks, uh, literally a coffee, and it's got 
oh, I don't know how many pages it is, but it's 80 plus pages with uh, breakdowns, profiles, um, player comparisons. It charts everybody in a Bill Walsh grading rubric. Basically, the top 10 categories for each position. I grade uh, the top tier players 1 to 10. Big board, round breakdowns, catch radius. I mean, it's just, it's a ridiculous eight months of work. So uh, head over there, and if you have any questions, reach out to me on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. But without further ado, as I take a deep breath, probably my last one for a while, let's do this. So, um, and this reflects the trade today uh, that Seattle made. So I had to go back and make some changes, but that's okay. Uh, let's do this. Round one, pick one. You know, Arizona Cardinals on the board, and it could throw everything off from the start. But I put it up to Twitter, and I said, hey, I'm going to let you guys decide the first pick because that affects everything there after. And it was a 3-1 to one vote, uh, over 100 votes in an hour, which was pretty cool. And you guys chose Kyler Murray going number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, they will have to trade Rosen if this is the case, and we will detail whom he goes to and for what later on in this draft, which leads the 49ers at number two. I have been on the Nick Bosa bandwagon since uh, last year. You know, breaking down 2018 draft film, you watch Ohio State. They had so many players, and the same guy just kept showing up. I, I'm a Bosa believer. He's my number one overall player, biggest need, plus best player. I, I have no problem with the people that are saying Quentin Williams. I have no problem with the people saying Josh Allen. Those are my top three players in this draft, but Nick Bosa just he fits the need that we have uh that's number one so uh the third pick overall we have our first trade and it's not a big one we have the oakland raiders jumping up to the number three overall pick for the new york jets and oakland basically here's the deal uh, quinnon williams they like him but they have a need at edge you know they, they have maurice hurst on the inside they have some decent depth there, but their edge is the worst in the NFL. I, I believe that. So they jump up to guarantee an edge guy and get Josh Allen, and it doesn't cost a whole bunch. They give up the number four pick, number 106, and a 2023rd. Very similar uh, compensation to what we saw with the 49ers and the Bears a few years ago. So Oakland jumps up to guarantee they get that pass rusher. The Jets fall back and get some pick. But guess who they go with? Ed Oliver, the guy they probably would have taken at three overall. So uh, they drop back and pick up just a couple extra thirds and still get their guy, Ed Oliver. Now, if this happens, this is crazy, and I know people are already pissed off. Quinnen Williams at five? How the hell could that be a possibility? A lot of it has to do with the NFL and their value of the exterior guy. I love Quinnen Williams. If he goes number one overall, that's a good damn pick. But I have six players in my top tier that I consider elite. And so whenever you have players in the same tier, um, I love Ed Oliver. I think that he is much more versatile than Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams definitely is great. But the ceiling, Ed Oliver is immense. So because Quinnen Williams is going to be more of an interior player, I, I think he could play the you know one through five spots. But as far as edge, I don't like it. He needs to stay inside. He is unbelievable. And if this happens, man, why not get another trade? What is the team that is picking in the top 10 that needs that interior guy more than everybody else? Man, the Buffalo Bills. They just lost Kyle, one of the greatest Buffalo Bills of all time. Why not trade up and get this elite guy, plug and play, go get him. You got your quarterback. Let's see what they can do. And they have a lot of draft picks as well. The Bucks get, so they trade out. Uh, Buffalo trades up to get Quinn and Williams. And the Bucks get number 9, 74, and 158. And this is just unbelievable. I think Bills Mafia would love this trade. I understand that they do need depth, but whenever you can get this elite talent, 
that drops to five with interior guys. We've seen this happen with Leonard Williams just a few short years ago. This happens with positions that aren't of value. Now, I understand that he is a pass rusher from the interior, but still, the interior position isn't valued as much. This is a win-win trade for the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Giants sit at six. I think they're going quarterback here. I really do. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, it could be Drew Locke. Uh, but I do think that they do finally. Gettleman takes off his dumb shoes and figures it out. I have the Giants taking Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State, number six. And let's get a quarterback. The one thing that made me finally persuade myself to put a QB at number six was, you know, Gettleman's doing all his interviews in the Eli, 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 Eli. And somebody asked him about, you know, Patrick Mahomes type model where he sits for a year and then comes in. And he says, man, why not the Aaron Rodgers model and sit for three years? Well, if you're projecting Eli to play for three years, which I think Gettleman might be, then guess what? You still got to get a quarterback now because if you start that three-year clock, it's time to get a QB now. I think it's going to happen. If you value a quarterback enough to take him a pick 17, you might as well take him at six. It's such an important position. So two quarterbacks off the clock in the top six, and that's going to make teams start to jump because if that's the case – there's only one startable quarterback left in this draft, uh, and I think that's Drew Locke. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are a huge candidate to jump up, and I have them doing that here going from number 11 to 7. Jacksonville falls back. Cincinnati Bengals select Drew Locke, quarterback out of Missouri, and the Jaguars get the number 11, 72, and 110 pick. So they're going to get a lot of depth and be able to just stack that already loaded roster. And since he says, hey, you know what? We've got to stop this Andy Dalton experiment. We've got to see what if we can win more than just getting into the playoffs. we got to win playoff games. At pick eight, the Detroit Lions, they get a stud. Devin White sitting there at eight, probably going to go earlier than this. So if the quarterbacks don't go early, Devin White's name is going to be called much sooner. But... You pair him with Davis, uh, those two linebacker spots, that defense is going to be a force to be reckoned with very, very soon. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of different guys that they've added in a short time. And then at pick nine, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they fell back, and they're going with another LSU player. Why not get Greedy Williams? Their secondary woes have been well documented. They have one of the worst secondaries in the entire NFL, and they get an additional third and fourth rounder for falling back. Man, this is just a win-win. I think the Bucks, uh, Bruce Arians would be very, very happy with the ammunition that he had to add some playmakers on both the offensive and defensive side. Just for dropping back, you still get a pick in the top 10. Why not? Denver picking 10. Uh, I got them taking TJ Hawkinson, Iowa tight end, who is one of the safest players in this draft. Flacco, let's say they're all in on Flacco. You know, I understand he's in his mid-30s. Guess which quarterback targets the tight end more than any other quarterback in the NFL? It's Joe Flacco. Well, Denver doesn't have a top-tier tight end. Get him a guy like TJ Hawkinson. Helps out the running game and passing game. Absolute love this pick. This would be a home run pick if they decide to do that. At pick 11, Jacksonville fell back, and they are still going to get the same guy that they probably uh, could have taken early on. Jawan Taylor. Tackle out of Florida. Uh, he slides in for Wells on the right tackle spot day one, which is the best spot for Jawan Taylor, what he's played his entire career. Stays in Florida. This is a perfect pairing. Uh, you want to be a physical offense and just run the ball. Jawan Taylor is as good as they get in the run game. 
Pick number 12, Green Bay Packers. I'm excited for all the backlash on this one. Anytime I do a mock draft, the Packers fans, they come out in droves telling me that I did a terrible job. <laughs> That's okay. I love that. They, they know what they're talking about. And, man, crazy. This is my 10th mock draft this offseason. So, yeah, Packers bring it on in. I got them taking Devin Bush, number 12 overall, linebacker out of Michigan. It's just the best pick on this board. I, I have him top five. He's my number five overall player. Um, I love Devin Bush. He is special, special, special. So um, great pick, partnered with Martinez in the middle. you got to have two linebackers in today's NFL because that's what you – you keep two guys out there that are three-down guys. You can rotate in a nickel and or a strong side backer, but you got to have these two guys. 4-4 four, four speed. I love Devin Bush. He's my number one linebacker in this class. Um, him and Devin White, both just top-tier guys. Pick number 13, we have another trade. Miami is sitting on the clock, and Miami is in full-on – we are focusing on the future. They trade out of the first round altogether, and Washington jumps up to get their quarterback. Now, this is where it gets interesting because Miami is not getting the 15th pick, so they're not swapping first-rounders. So what is Miami getting? They are going to get the number 76 pick in the early third and the 2020 first-round pick. Now, they could add a little bit more on this, but Miami's whole idea thinking here is we are trying to build for the future. All the quarterbacks are gone here, but uh, the worst GM in the NFL says there's still one quarterback left, and who is that? Washington trades up for Daniel Jones. Man, I hate that team so much. This would make me happy because it, while I do think that Daniel Jones might be one of the most pro-ready quarterbacks, he has the lowest ceiling of any quarterback in this draft. I'm not talking first-round quarterbacks. I'm talking about any quarterback. You can go Ryan Finley. You can go Easton Stick. You can go uh, Tyree Jackson. There's so many different guys. Uh, Rippin, they're, they're Jared Stidham. You can just keep going. This guy has the lowest ceiling. However, there are several teams uh, out from Gil Brandt. He talked about how there are several teams in the NFL that have Daniel Jones as their number one guy. If you are a traits quarterback guy, you're going to love Daniel Jones, and I do believe he will go in the first round. He shouldn't. He's my number 90 overall player, if you want to know how I feel about him, but he will be going early. So again, Miami, they trade out of the first round. They pick up a third this year and a 2021st, which is a great pick because Washington is probably going to be picking in the top 10 next year. Uh, so is Miami. So that's going to be able to package a lot and guarantee a top-tier quarterback, whether you think that's Tua or the Oregon kid or whatever, that's up to you. We'll see what happens. A lot happens in a year. Uh, pick 14, the Atlanta Falcons stay home, and they get a pass rusher, Brian Burns. Uh, defensive end out of Florida State. He is just a finesse, pass-rushing, speed guy off the edge. Um, shouldn't have fallen this far, but in this mock draft, I had quarterbacks going early. I, I really do believe, as you get to the draft, quarterbacks go in the first round. Because if you get them in the first round, you get an entire extra ra uh, year on that rookie deal. Because if you draft them in the first, you get the fifth-year option to save your money. And if you do that, then you get, to, you get to be patient with them. And you get to evaluate them on that rookie deal, which is super cheap. Pick number 15. The Washington Redskins are back on the clock. They just got their quarterback. Why not take the best interior lineman? They get Garrett Bradbury center slash guard out of nc state and this is just a perfect pairing you get daniel jones garrett bradbury nice solid upfront pick there pick 16 carolina panthers will not hesitate on this if there is a guy that fits what they do on defense it is cleveland farrell 
defensive end out of Clemson, and this is just absolutely perfect. You know, I had been mocking Rashad Gary to this spot, but news came out about his shoulder just yesterday. He's going to have to have shoulder surgery, and he might even wait till next year because he didn't want to have surgery during the process so he could work out and all those things. There's a chance he won't even play this year. So I didn't have Rashawn Gary in the first round anyway as far as value goes. He's all potential and all hype, but the traits are there. But now you add on to the fact his injury, I don't know what's going to happen there, but Cleveland Farrell's the pick here, 16. Insane value. I have Cleveland as a top 10 guy. He's just not a combine guy, so uh, he's not flashy. He's a football player, better football player than an athlete, but he is something special. Pick number 17. This is the Odell Beckham pick that was traded from Cleveland to the New York Giants. They go with Montez Sweat. You know, we've heard that they're valuing pass rusher, and they're probably going to go pass rusher at six. Well, Montez Sweat's got a heart issue, and some teams are concerned, some teams not concerned. This causes him to drop, but 17 overall is still an absolute still for this kid. He can play. He's very, very physical. I just wish his film was more consistent, but at 17, this is a value. Pick number 18, Minnesota Vikings. They get Jonah Williams. They've got to get help on the offensive line, and you're talking every single piece. The good things for the Vikings is that the offensive linemen that they have now are versatile and they can kind of move the pieces around, which makes Jonah Williams a perfect spot because you can try him at tackle, and if it doesn't work, you can kick him to guard. He is going to be elite. He should not be here. And you keep hearing me say that because here's the deal, man. This is a loaded draft at the top. You know, I have 30 first-round grades this year. Last year, I had 22, 20, uh, 24. Previous year, I had 22. So if you're looking at depth up top, this year's got it, especially on the defensive side. There are going to be people that fall. And so somebody's going to you know, tweet at me, and I love this. Please bring all criticisms. My favorite thing about criticisms is when you say, no way in hell Jonah Williams is going to be there at 18. Well, tell me where he is going to go. Or no way in hell Minnesota Vikings are going to value an offensive lineman. Okay, cool. If the board did fail that fall this way and you listened this far, thank you. Tell me who you would have picked in that one so that we can create this discussion and we can learn. Um, I don't cover all of these teams as in-depth as I do the 49ers. So uh, let me know. Educate me. Teach me. But uh, please, all criticisms are welcome. At JL underscore Chapman, I love to argue. I love it. So pick number 19. This one I struggled with, and I changed it four times. But I'm going Rashawn Gary. Um, You know, I just talked about his shoulder issue. I get it. I don't think that the Tennessee Titans are a team that are ready to compete just yet. Um, I I know that Derrick Henry went on that tear, and I get all those things, but I think they are really building for a year or two out. Um, I I think they're away. So Rashawn Gary, somebody's going to love this kid. I keep looking at all the defensive head coaches, but there's not a lot. But you get a guy like Vrabel that can see this guy and can hopefully you know get this potential out of him. I think it's a spot. Pick number 20. It's going to shake things up just a little bit. Pittsburgh Steelers select wide receiver DK Metcalf out of Ole Miss. Why not? You lost the best deep threat. You gave him away for practically peanuts and Antonio Brown. Replace him with a different type of player. You know, he's gigantic, but still same deep threat. Uh, Big Ben can still chunk the ball like crazy. Get him a guy that can go get it. DK Metcalf here, I think it would be a lot of fun. And while they do have some wide receiver depth, and I get James Washington last year, the fact that you could get the number one deep guy in this draft and DK Metcalf I think is a perfect spot. Next up, we have a trade. You know, the Seattle Seahawks already made one trade. They're going to make another one here. This is their pick at 21. 
they trade out because even with the addition of the first round pick, they still only have five picks this year. And so they're going to pick up number 24 and number 89 from the Indianapolis Colts. Colts jump up. They have a stacked roster. And what I mean by that is their starters are almost set. Yes, they need more depth. Yes, they could get better in a few areas. But the Colts did such a great job at drafting for depth last year. They go get perfect fits that will take them over the top. And the Colts select A.J. Brown, wide receiver Ole Miss. Yes, I know it's crazy to trade up for a wide receiver. But if there is one team that could utilize A.J. Brown to his full potential, I do believe it's the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, put him in the slot. Let him work outside, too. He can do both. But, man, you pair him with Andrew Luck. I'm the happiest football fan around because I just want to see that. I want to see this potential take place, and it just makes sense to me. Uh, pick number 22, the Baltimore Ravens take Eric McCoy, center slash guard. He is unreal. He's going in the first round, folks. I am convinced on it. I know a lot of the national media, they don't talk about him very much, but I'm telling you right now, I love this kid. He fits Baltimore personality to a T. Uh, increase the run game support. Hey, you're going to be a running team. You're going to run the ball, and you're going to win on defense. Get Eric McCoy and make that whole offense better. Next up at pick 23, the Houston Texans finally get some help for the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. They get Andre Dillard, offensive tackle out of Washington State. This is a guy, you know, he played in the Mike Leach system. He just pass protects. He's not really a run guy, but it's going to fit perfectly with what they do down there in Houston. Absolute perfect fit. This is a perfect pairing. I think it's Andre Dillard's floor. He could go higher, but if you are a stout run team, you're not going to have Dillard on your board. It's just not going to happen. Pick number 24, Oakland is up with their second pick. If you remember, they traded up and got Josh Allen pick number three. Here at number 24, they're going to get Byron Murphy. Cornerback out of Washington. He shouldn't drop this far. The problem is Byron Murphy's a little too short and he's a little too slow. Whenever I say he's 5'11", and he ran it in the four fives. But he's not a 4-4 guy. He's not a 6-foot tall guy. But he is just so well coached, so clean. This is a great pick. Uh, Oakland definitely needs some help on the outside at corner. Pick number 25, Philadelphia Eagles take new draft sensation. He's rising up the ranks. Dalton Reisner, offensive tackle out of Kansas State. This is a dream come true for the Eagles. An absolute perfect fit because... He played all five positions <laughs> for uh, Kansas State. He's going to be playing guard this year for Philadelphia. He'll start at left guard, and he'll kick over to tackle once Jason Peters leaves. I love Dalton Reiser. You want to watch some fun film. That kid is mean as hell. Now Seattle is on the clock again. They've had a busy day. This is when they fell back from that 21 spot to 26, and they're going to take Cody Ford. Uh, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, get Russell Wilson some protection. And I hear you over there saying, hey, didn't they just trade their edge player? Yes, they did. But the value in this draft right now is not at edge. The value in this draft early on is at edge. But I really do think that that cuts off after sweat. Uh, if you consider Rashawn Gary one of those guys, that's fine. I personally don't. I think he needs to play that 3-4 defensive end, kind of like that J.J. Watt role. Um, but anyway, Cody Ford, uh, Seattle's offensive line is terrible, and they've committed to just running the ball. Cody Ford is a great run-blocking uh, offensive tackle. Slide him in, help that entire offense. Oakland's back up. 
So they have Byron Murphy. They got their corner. They got their edge guy and Josh Allen. Now they're going to go Noah Fant, Iowa tight end, and the second tight end to go in the first round. Uh, you get this move tight end. He slides in and replaces Jared Cook, and it's just a perfect fit. Why not? Uh, I mean, this is just you've got to get somebody. They address wide receivers. You know, they brought in Terrell Williams. They brought in Antonio Brown. Now let's get that movable tight end spot that Gruden loves so very much. This is you get three stud starters. Um, this this would be great, and they've got another pick coming up soon. The Los Angeles Chargers they go just they have a great roster full of starters. They don't have a lot of holes to fill, so why not just go the highest ceiling player, Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle out of Mississippi State. He's going to miss a lot of this year, but. The Chargers are planning to make a deep run, and if you think this kid's going to be coming back in November or December and you add him in just as an interior pass rusher, holy freaking cow. You know, you have Melvin Ingram, Bosa, and Simmons. Those three guys coming at you on pass rushdowns, that's an impressive defensive line. The rich get richer. Now, this is the pick number 29 that the Seattle Seahawks just claimed from Kansas City. You know, they already added one offensive tackle, and they're going to go Nasir Adderley. Now, this would piss me off as a 49ers fan. I love Adderley. I think that he's one of the cleanest um, cover three single high safeties in this draft. And so this they've had a terrible offseason. You know, they're depleting all their talent so they could pay their QB all that money. But I think this would be a nice pickup. So they get a tackle and Nasir Adderley to play that free safety spot that Earl Thomas made famous. Um this would make me mad, but it's what it is. Green Bay's back up, and if you remember, Green Bay at pick 12 went Devin Bush linebacker, and now they're going to go Chris Lindstrom. Offensive guard, uh, Packers, they've got a pretty stout roster, but they get better up front. You've got to protect Aaron Rodgers in his old age. He's not as mobile, and he keeps getting injured. Keep him upright, and Chris Lindstrom's going to be the guy that do that for you. Pick number 31, the losers of the Super Bowl. The Los Angeles Rams, they go Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Absolute perfect fit here. He just slides into the role that Sue left, and Sue's still unsigned, uh, which is insane to me that he still has not been signed. Whatever team misses out on interior pass rushers will be signing him. And, and again, it just goes to show you if there was a defensive end or pass rusher on the edge that was as productive as Sue that is out there, he would have been signed already. Uh, the NFL values edge guys over interior guys. It's just what it is. And the last pick in the first round, this is going to be a surprise. The New England Patriots select Jace Sternberger, Texas A&M tight end. This is the perfect fit. Now, I understand that a lot of people are saying, hey, this is a second-round target. Not for me, it's not. Uh, I absolutely adore this kid. I think that he is just, he's an all-out stud, and I, I love this pick. I really, really do. He steps into that Gronk role, and things just go well. I, I really do think that this would be a good pick. So, without further ado, I just want to say, before we get into our second round, we're going to keep rolling. we got two more rounds, people. So, stay tuned. This is, this is fun for me. I love it. I appreciate all the support. And I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. These guys, they're unreal. You know, with the draft approaching this weekend, whenever the 49ers accept, uh, you know, draft whoever they do at the top, you want to get that jersey to show your team support. Uh, head over to Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. They've got it all, whether it's uh, signed posters, cards, helmets, jerseys. They've got everything. So Game Day Sports and Memorabilia, thank you guys for all the support. 
Really appreciate it. So let's get back to it. Second round. The first pick of the second round, number 33 overall. The Cardinals went and got Kyler Murray. They're going to pair that up. Uh, the big reason why Rosen was so bad last year was, hey, they had the worst offensive line in football, or at least one of the worst. They get Elton Jenkins, center out of Mississippi State. This kid, there's rumors going around. He could go very, very early, even earlier than this. We're talking first round early. Um, and whenever you watch his film, it's fun because, man, he's it's just so effortless in pass blocking. And whenever he does get mad, like, he knocks people on their ass. So th this is going to be a very interesting one that I'm going to see. Next up, pick 34. The Colts are back on the clock. They traded up, and they got their wide receiver. What are they going to do with pick 34? They are going to get Rocky Sin, cornerback out of Temple. He is just Velcro-like glue, gives up zero separation, uh, just a very fun player, two-time state wrestling champion he's just unbelievable the raiders are on the clock with pick number 35 and they get josh jacobs so with their first four picks they address edge they address corner they address tight end and now they go running back get that three down beast josh jacobs out of 10 uh out of alabama sorry about that that pissed somebody off i'm sure and he's just a guy that can kind of do it all he's got that bigger bodied um he's that bigger bodied back so he's going to have a lot of time to just do exactly what Gruden wants. He wants one running back for three downs and just keep him out there. Josh Jacobs is that guy. Now, the 49ers are up at pick 36. What are they going to do? Well, guess what? I got them trading out. Why not trade out, get some, uh, just pick up an extra pick, and I've only got them dropping about four, uh, three spots. So the Tampa Bay Bucks trade up with all the stuff that they got uh, with their trade back in the first round, they accumulate some of that. San Francisco is going to get pick 39 and 107. So they pick up an additional fourth rounder because the 49ers got a lot of guys in this tier. So why not just drop back and just see what falls? Tampa Bay trades up and they get Marquise Brown with pick number 36. If he wasn't injured with his Liz Frank injury, I do believe he would be the first or second uh, wide receiver off the board however because of his injury he's gonna fall a little bit next up pick 37 we have the new york football giants and they get dexter lawrence big od tackle he slides right into that snacks harrison role that was vacated you're gonna run the ball on offense because you got eli manning who can't throw it more than 15 yards then you got to bolster up your defense and stop people from running all over you so, you know, for the rebuilding Giants, they get a quarterback, they get a defensive end, they get a defensive tackle. Not a bad draft as far as using your draft capital to build. You've got to build up front. Next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, they get a steal. Hakeem Butler, this is what's going to happen at the draft. Wide receivers are stacked once you get to the second round. There are so many wide receivers with the second round that several are going to fall to the third round. And if you look at what the 49ers did, they had in 14, their 30 official visits, 14 of them were wide receivers. And so they're checking all these boxes. They're going to get a wide receiver in this draft class, no doubt about that. Um, you don't spend half your official visits on a position you don't want to draft. You could say we're fine at wide receiver. I don't think we are. But I don't think that you need to spend a second rounder on one unless uh, it's just that one guy that's head and shoulders over everybody else. So for some people, that's Debo Samuel. For some people, 
Um, that's A.J. Brown. For me, I, I think there's they're all about the same. They're all close to me. So the Jaguars sit here at 38, and they get Hakeem Butler. You've got to get somebody that's a little bit different of a wide receiver in Jacksonville. They've got a lot of number two and three wide receivers and some fast guys. Get that tall giant that Nick Foles can target in the red zone. I like this pick. So the 49ers are back on the clock. Lots of talent still there. Nikhil Harry's still there. DeAndre Baker's still there. Uh, you've got safeties, Thornhill, Abram. You've got corners. Uh, there's, there's so many options to go. I am going ball skills at a position of need, free safety, Juan Thornhill, safety out of Virginia. Yeah, he led the entire NCAA in tipped passes and interceptions combined. This guy just gets it done. 4-4 guy, 6 foot. He's a thumper. He can do it all. I love this kid's game. I would absolutely love if they got him. And the goal is we're going to hope a wide receiver falls to the third or fourth round. You can't. You, you don't even have to say hope. There's going to be wide receivers there. Okay. Uh, next pick. So the 49ers get Bosa in the first. They trade back three spots in the second round to pick up that fourth round pick because we only had five picks this draft. Um, and now we get Juan Thornhill. So Nick Bosa at a fourth and Juan Thornhill through two rounds. With the 40th pick, Nikhil Harry goes off the board to Buffalo. Man, get that huge wide receiver to pair up with Josh Allen. You know, they tried to get Antonio Brown. Didn't work out, but there's still some need there at the wide receiver position. Denver Broncos on the clock at pick 41. They get DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. Um, insane value at a major need. The Broncos just sit there and wait, and they keep getting these top guys falling to them. DeAndre Baker, if the draft would have been six weeks ago, would have went in the first round. He's had a little bit of a rough uh, process to the draft, but the value is there. The kid's talented. Next up, we've got uh, a trade. Cleveland Browns have not had a first-round pick, and, man, they, you know, they gave it away for the Odell, but they decided to jump up. They can't wait anymore. There's a huge position to need safety, and there's a guy that they love. So they trade up to pick number 42 from 49 to 42 with the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati gets number 49, number 119, and number 155. So since he traded up to get their quarterback in the first round, now they trade back to accumulate some more picks, kind of off-balance that. Cleveland, they take Jonathan Abram. Safety out of Mississippi State. Now, this is a banger 4-4 kid that could go in the first round, no problem. And a lot of these guys have kind of that borderline first round grade on them because their ceiling is just so high. Uh, if, if Jonathan Abram does fall, I think Cleveland, you know, they sent off their safety. They could definitely jump up and get this kid. This would be a great pick. Pick number 43, Trayvon Mullen goes to the Detroit Lions cornerback out of Clemson and he might have the highest ceiling of any corner in this class as far as just speed and size and just aggressiveness I love his attitude he goes pick 43 at number 44 the Green Bay Packers select Irv Smith Jr. tight end out of Alabama uh, they, this is a dream scenario for the Packers if they could add a pass catching threat there I know that Aaron Rodgers has struggled with the tight end position, even with Jimmy Graham, that experiment needs to end. But this is just a nice value. Pick number 45, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock, and I'm going to butcher this name. Bo Benshowell, offensive guard out of Wisconsin. Man, go get you just a huge run-blocking beast that can help pound the ball inside because the thing that you know the Falcons do is when they get inside on the goal line, they run the football. 
and I think that this would open up huge holes on the interior, and he's great at pass blocking. He's a bigger guard, so some teams aren't going to want him, but um, he is a good fit here and a great value in the second round. He's the tone setter up front. Washington is on the clock with their first uh, with another pick. They're going to go safety out of Florida, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. This guy, he can do everything. And so Washington comes out of this draft with Daniel Jones, Garrett Bradbury, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. That's three starters. They get insane depth. Um, the, the GM will find a way to ruin this, but it's what it is. Pick 47. Carolina Panthers are going to go safety out of Washington. Taylor Rapp, a great player. He would have went earlier, but he had a 4-7 and a 4-8 40 time, which is rough with a 4-7 and a 40 uh, as a safety. However, his film and technique and attitude is just so clean and so consistent. I, I do think that this guy is going to be a player for a very long time, super high floor, but a lower ceiling just because he's capped on his physical potential. Pick 58, maybe one of my favorite picks of this entire draft. The Miami Dolphins select Jalen Ferguson, defensive end out of Louisiana Tech. Uh, you know, he didn't get to participate in the combine. His pro day had a terrible three-cone drill. This guy is the all-time leader in sacks, and he's going to fall to the second round. Whoever gets him is going to get a hell of a football player. Um, he should go earlier. Pick number 49. Cincinnati is on the clock. This is from where they fell down with the Cleveland Browns in the previous trade. They get Greg Little, offensive tackle out of Ole Miss. He's out of shape. He doesn't work very hard, but the talent is there. You put him at tackle, and you just be happy. Um, he, he's going to be just fine. Keep your quarterback upright. Their new quarterback that they just got. Um, Minnesota Vikings at pick 50. They get Jerry Tillery, Notre Dame defensive tackle. He should go early. Probably the best first step out of any defensive tackle in this draft. He's a guy that plays behind his pads and fires off every play just pissed off. He's not a guy that stands up and peeks around. He just plays in the opponent's backfield the entire time. He, he's just a Minnesota type of guy. Pick 51, the Tennessee Titan, Titans select Caden Smith, tight end out of Stanford. You know, Delaney Walker's getting old, and Smith is going to be one of those guys that helps you in the run and the pass game and get yourself, your quarterback, another friendly pass catcher that can just kind of do it all. You know, Stanford, they run such a pro system. So if you can thrive in that offense, you're going to do just fine in the NFL. Pick number 52. The Pittsburgh Steelers are up, and they go get a Pittsburgh Steeler type of guy, Lonnie Johnson. Physical giant corner with ball skills that just, he brings the attitude of a linebacker to the secondary. He just, man, he fits what they want there out of Kentucky. That is a great pick. Pick number 53, we have a trade. And these two teams seem to at least get one trade together every single uh, draft. So I wanted to make sure that I had at least one trade where the New England Patriots and Philadelphia Eagles trade each other. It's, it's Howie Roseman and Bill Belichick, I, I swear they're besties. So Philadelphia jumps up in the draft, and New England Patriots get number 56 and 134. So New England jumps up. You know, they have 12 picks in this draft. A lot of people don't know. They have the most picks. They jump up, and they get Chase Winovich, defensive end out of Michigan. He's going to be that perfect edge player that they love. And, you know, New England targets certain guys. And Chase Winovich, I mean, if you can figure out what I'm talking about, he fits exactly what New England Patriots try to target more than any other team in the NFL. 
Um, pick number 54 and 55, the Houston Texans are on the clock with back-to-back picks, and they are going to select Zach Allen, defensive end out of Boston College. He's going to fit perfectly in that 3-4 spot, uh, that, that big defensive end uh, opposite Watt. So, uh, you know, Jadavian Clowney, he plays the outside backer in the 3-4, but your two DNs are going to be Watt and Zach Allen, and your two outside guys are going to be Merciless and... The other big dog, like that, that's that's insane. I mean, Clowney and Merciless alone as rushers is impressive, but this the rich get richer. And in pick twenty, or sorry, pick fifty-five, the Houston Texans are going to take Michael Jordan, center out of Ohio State. He could play center, he could play guard, but again, this is two offensive linemen that Houston's going to select in the first two rounds. You've got to keep that kid upright, or you're going to ruin Deshaun Watson for everybody. Hopefully they get this fixed. The Eagles fall back, and they just go best player available. This is the pick that they got with the trade with New England Patriots. They get Darnell Savage, safety out of Maryland. It's a hard time thinking that he's going to be at 56. He runs you know, 4-3 speed. He flies around the field like crazy, and he's a guy. I don't think Philly really has a need here, but this is just unbelievable. You put him anywhere in the secondary. He could play nickel. He could play both safety spots, and when Jenkins finally does leave, that's the spot that he should go to. And then their next pick, pick 57, the Philadelphia Eagles get Jermaine Pratt. Linebacker, off the ball linebacker out of NC State. You pair him up with Bradham, good Lord, this is just a Philadelphia draft. You know, they just get top-tier talent that falls. It, they never panic. They can trade back and just chill and still get possibly two of the better picks in the second round. It, and, and this is another thing. This draft has, you know, 31st-round grades. But once you get to kind of that 31 to 50, those players are all in the same tier. There's not much difference. It really just determines what it is you want, scheme fit, what your needs are, things like that. There's so many great players in the second round. Day two is going to be a blast because there's just so much quality of talent. Pick number 58, the Indianapolis Colts are on the clock, and they select Charles Aminahue defensive end out of Texas, and he just fits what they need. Long defensive disruptors. <laughs> you know, think Marcus Hunt. They like that length. They value that. The Colts are one of the teams that are trait-specific. If you're a defensive end and you don't have long enough arms or you don't have this, they just wipe you off the board. Uh, or Aminahu, sorry, Charles Aminahu will he'll check every single box that they want. Pick number 59, the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock for the first time. You know, they did the first-round pick for Amari Cooper, and they're going to select at pick 59 Armani Hooker, safety out of Iowa. The last startable safety in this draft that's available. I think that this is a great pick. And at pick 60, the Los Angeles Chargers select Debo Samuel, wide receiver. People are upset at me right now. How do you have Debo fallen to the 60th pick? There's a lot of guys. Uh, I, I like Debo. I don't like him as much as other people. The production was never really there. The touchdowns were, but I don't know. Uh, whoever gets Debo is going to love him. There's no doubt about that. And if he fell to this spot where you have Keenan Allen and you have Mike Williams and you slide Debo Samuel in that slot, oh, my gosh, that would just be – and Debo doesn't have to play in the slot. Uh, he, he is great against press coverage. I do like him a lot, but unfortunately he fell. And the next pick, pick number 61, the Kansas City Chiefs select Andy Isabella. And this is insurance for Hill. 
Um, you know, Tyreek Hill's probably not going to play this year, or at least half the year he'll be suspended. He could be kicked off the team when the details come out about what happened with his kid. Andy and Isabella is probably the fastest person in the draft. He ran a 4-3-1. He's a track champion. He's a little bitty, just freaking sprint star. Now, he's not Tyreek Jack, Tyreek Hill. Uh, he might be as fast as him in the 40, but he's not the same type of player. But he is undersized, and he is very, very fast. He can do all those gadget plays that you do with Hill. Um, so that's the idea there. Now, we have another trade at the end of the second round, pick 62. The Green Bay Packers trade up with the New Orleans Saints. You know, New Orleans, they don't have a lot of picks. <laughs> so they drop back. They pick up number 75 and 114. And the Green Bay Packers select my wide receiver one, Kelvin Harmon, who I have dropping so far, and it just broke my heart every time I didn't pick him. Wide receiver out of NC State, and I understand Green Bay, they're going to say, we don't need a wide receiver. Yeah, you do. You do need a wide receiver. You have a lot of guys. You don't have a lot of top-tier guys. You look at the guys they drafted, whether it's J uh, Moore, whether it's Equinemus St. Brown, whether it's Marquez Valdez scantling you got all those guys third, fourth round or later. And none of them really panned out, and you pissed off Aaron Rodgers big time. Go get him somebody that's going to run perfect routes. Kelvin Hartman, he, he's not the shiftiest guy. He's not the fastest guy. He runs the exact same routes, and he is always where he needs to be. He knows the sticks. He's the smartest wide receiver in this draft and is like a quarterback at wide receiver position. I, I really hope this pairing takes place because Kelvin Hartman would just flourish with uh, Aaron Rodgers. It would be a wonderful. Now, pick number 63. The Kansas City Chiefs take Ja'Kai Polite. They just keep going after character concerns. Defensive end out of Florida. Yes, they just traded for an edge player, but they got to get another one. Uh, you know, they, they're two starting edge players. They shipped off and then overpaid for Frank Clark. You got to get somebody else. And since they love character concerns, they get Ja'Kai Polite. Uh, New England, this is the trade. So where's Josh Rosen going? He's going to New England, folks. Arizona picks up the number 64 and 73 trade uh, picks. So they get a late, the last second round pick and an early third round pick for Josh Rosen. Um, man, the Patriots are just, their GM smart. You know, Bill Belichick's great. And the fact that he gets Josh Rosen, who was a, you know, a top 10 quarterback last year uh, in the draft for peanuts, you know, the last second and a third round pick just makes sense. And I think it's going to happen if Josh is dealt. You know, I think the Chargers are outside spot, but this is kind of where it would go. And with this pick, 64 overall, Arizona selects J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. It just goes to show you how deep this wide receiver class is. So they get Arizona gets Elton Jenkins, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, and Kyler Murray. That's what they got, and they're about to be on the clock again. Now we are down to the third round. We are going to make it. And we are going to fly through this one, okay, guys? So it's going to pick up pace just a little bit. I'm not going to explain near as much. But these are the type of names that you're going to be hearing go off uh, the board in that third round. Pick 65, Arizona. They are going to select Justin Lane, cornerback out of Michigan State. He is rising up draft boards. I say I'm not going to explain things. You guys listen to this podcast. You know me. I can't help but freaking talk. <laughs> it's what it is a very physical corner high upside low floor guy he could be a bust or he could be a star he's all over the map and some team's going to fall in love with his potential pick 66 
uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the pick that they got for uh, Antonio Brown. They're going to select Mac Wilson, linebacker out of Alabama. He is going to kind of be the contingency plan if you miss out on the big two and you need a linebacker. Mac Wilson, Alabama to Pittsburgh there. The 49ers are on the clock at pick 67. Lots of wide receivers available, including maybe the best route runner in this draft. Got some character concerns, which made him fall all the way to number three. I'm going Riley Ridley, wide receiver out of Georgia. Yes, I get it. He's not the cleanest prospect. Yes, everybody wants the big name. But Kyle Shanahan loves guys that run perfect routes. And that's this guy. And the fact that you get the best route runner in this draft at the third round, this is awesome. Now, the one issue I would have, you know, I'm only doing three rounds, is I would like to address interior offensive line much more so than I would this pick. However, um, those spots really aren't there with a guy that could play guard and tackle as much. Uh, the next closest guy that I debated is going next at pick 68, and that's Yanni Kajus, offensive tackle out of West, uh, West Virginia, but I just don't think that he can play that guard spot that the 49ers want this year uh, and then transition to tackle, but the Jets get their offensive tackle here. Pick number 68, Jacksonville's on the clock. They get Darrell Henderson running back out of Memphis. There's a lot of smoke around this Leonard Fournette thing almost being done there. Uh, you've TJ Yeldon's gone. Carlos Hyde's gone. They're, they ain't got much. So I wouldn't be surprised if they spend a third, fourth, or fifth rounder on a running back. Darrell Henderson, very physical out of Memphis, and just gets it done. Tampa Bay, they're going running back as well. They get Miles Sanders. Man, if this happened, dynasty freaking people, fantasy people are going to go nuts. Miles Sanders would vault to the number one pick as far as rookies go. This is just a perfect fit. Any running back in a Bruce Arian system, they just dominate, especially if they can catch passes. Pick 71, the Denver Broncos take Ryan Finley, quarterback out of NC State. He had the highest Wonderlick stick, uh, Wonderlist test mm -hmm. scores, and he is just hes awesome. I uh, would not be surprised if he goes in the second round. Somebody's going to value this guy, and if you miss out on all the first-round quarterbacks, I think Ryan Finley's going to be one of the next guys gone. Next up is Jacksonville. This is from the trade with Cincinnati earlier. They're going to get Nate Davis, offensive guard out of the small school Charlotte. I like it. Big physical run blocker. Next up, Arizona. This is the second pick in the Josh Rosen trade, and they get Bobby Evans, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Why not? You drafted Kyler Murray. Go get his offensive tackle. Put him in there. It's a guy he's already familiar with. Your offensive line's trash anyway, so you've got to make a lot of adjustments. Next up at pick 74 overall is the Tampa Bay Bucks. This is in the trade that they uh, fell back in the first round with Buffalo. They're going to take Tyree Jackson, quarterback out of Buffalo. Bruce Arians. He loves those strong-arm quarterbacks. Why not go get somebody? You need to have somebody behind Jameis Winston, even if you think he is the quarterback of the future, he makes so many dumb choices. And why not get a guy that just fits exactly what Bruce Arians wants, and that's throw the ball 100 yards down the field. You have the wide receiver core for it. Go get your guy, your project, just in case he doesn't work out. Pick number 75, this is New Orleans. Again, in their trade back with Green Bay, they had to pick up picks. They get Michael Deiter, Wisconsin offensive guard. He's a guy that possibly could play center, but you got to get somebody because that interior, it's, it's, they lost their center. They got to get somebody in there. Washington traded away their pick to Miami. 
This is Miami. Finally gets their pick. They're going Caleb McGarry, offensive tackle out of Washington. Again, another guy that is climbing all the draft boards of late. Some people have a first-round grade on him. I do not, but I think the third round is insane value for him. Carolina Panthers on the clock at 77. No clue how this guy is still there, but the teams that need cornerbacks, there's a lot of corners gone in the first and second round. So somebody is going to fall. Amani Orue. I can never say this kid's name. Uh, cornerback out of Penn State falls to Carolina at pick 77. Miami's back on the clock at 78. They get Fashawn Joseph, a linebacker from their backyard, just Florida right there. And Fashawn, he's very physical. And, man, some people love this kid. I don't like his tape, but his ceiling is there. So with what they want to do on defense, I do think that he fits their scheme as far as, like, if you look at the New England-style linebacker that they like. Fashawn Joseph definitely fits that trait comparison. Pick number 79, the Atlanta Falcons take Deontay Thompson, who just continues his free fall. Safety out of Alabama. Everybody considered him close to a top 10 pick, and then the SEC championship happened, and then they're like, ah, still first round, and then the national championship happened, then they're like, all right, maybe second round, then the combine happened. He just keeps falling. But Nick Saban... Coach secondary players always do well in the NFL, but third round is probably where this kid belongs. Pick number 80, the Cleveland Browns are up. They get Jowan Williams, cornerback out of Vanderbilt, just big old kid, super high ceiling, but, you know, he's a little rough on transitions. His speed's rough. He had a bad combine, but this kid's got some upside to him. Pick number 81, the Minnesota Vikings select Martez Ivy, offensive guard out of Florida. They could literally draft five new offensive linemen. I think Pat Fline's there. They've got a couple other pieces, but if they if they drafted four guys, I wouldn't be surprised. They have a terrible offensive line. Pick 82, Tennessee Titans get Jarrett Stidham, quarterback out of Auburn. He transferred from Baylor back in the day. Um, man, they've got to do something at quarterback. You, got to give Mariota one more chance I think you know he's if he could stay healthy or whatnot he messes up again it's over for him uh, this roster's close but you need a backup plan and Jared Stidham gives you that 83 the Pittsburgh Steelers get Draymond Jones defensive tackle out of Ohio State a lot of people like this guy my problem with Draymond Jones is he doesn't push the pocket back he is more of a finesse pass rusher he likes to swim move and dance i don't value that too much but with pittsburgh they've got a lot of guys already you could just put him up front and put him in on pass rushing downs and just get some stuff done he's going to get sacks it's just it, what are you going to do with him on first down is the big question pick 84 this is the uh, the third rounders were flopped today between the seattle seahawks and kansas city chiefs so i had to adjust some of this stuff Kansas City here at pick 84, they get David Montgomery running back out of Iowa State. He fits exactly what they do. My comp to David Montgomery was a poor man's cream hunt with the way that he played out of Toledo. I think that this is a perfect pairing, and this is about where he's going to go. He had a slow 40, but make no mistake, David Montgomery is elite. He would be the guy there. Yes, they do have Williams. Yes, they do have Carlos Hyde. I get that. Those guys are not ideal fits in this Andy Reid system. Uh, David Montgomery is pick 85 Baltimore Ravens get Miles Boykin wide receiver out of Notre Dame and Boykin is interesting he's the hyper extreme athlete he has the largest catch radius in the entire country uh, if you combine height 
uh, arm length and vertical. He is just a physical freak, but very, very raw. Um, you've got to get somebody to throw the ball to. Uh, their quarterback's not very accurate, so Miles Boykin can jump and catch those overthrown balls. Houston, Texas, 86, get Chris Boyd, physical cornerback out of Texas. He's a long guy that played a lot of press man, probably the most in the country, um, up and down season, but the ceiling is there. Uh, it's it's hard to find press corners in the NFL coming out of college. Pick 87, the Chicago Bears take O'Shane Jimenez, linebacker slash defensive end out of Old Dominion. He's just one of those guys that can play on the edge behind Leonard Floyd, can't get enough pass rushers, and they love pass rushers in Chicago. Pick 88, Detroit Lions get Jalen Hurd, one of my favorite picks in the fourth round. Wide receiver out of Baylor. He was the running back in Tennessee. He was the running back that put Alvin Kamara on the bench. He started in front of him at Tennessee. So he transfers and becomes a wide receiver. He's a very interesting player. Next up, um, Indianapolis is on the clock, but this is the pick that they traded to Seattle. Seattle gets Joe Jackson, another defensive end. Uh, they, they got rid of their guys. They've got to get some guys. Joe Jackson's a big D end out of Miami. That's a lot of fun to watch. This is a good pick in the third round. Pick 90, the Dallas Cowboys take Paris Campbell, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Dallas needs a slot guy, and that's exactly what Paris Campbell is. He does not catch deep passes even though he has 4-3 speed. You put him just at the slot, and you let Des just get it to him open and see what he can do after the catch. This is a great pick, but again, Paris Campbell's going to fall. Um, probably not this far to the end of the third, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's not really a complete wide receiver. He's more of a gadget guy, but speed kills in the NFL. Pick number 91, the Los Angeles Chargers finally decide to address their quarterback position. They get Easton Stick, quarterback out of North Dakota State, a very fun watch and he runs the pro system so he'll be able to sit behind rivers and take over eventually seattle back on the clock with pick 92 this is the swapped pick with kansas city on the trade today uh, they get lj collier tcu linebacker slash defensive end they load up on edge guys they get two in the third round joe jackson and lj collier and they these are two guys that could go earlier i get it but there's going to be edge players that fall there are every single year Pick number 93, the New York Jets select Ben Bonagu, TCU defensive end. We got back-to-back -back TCU edge players. I like that. Um, they've got to get more edge guys. Guys, Yes, I understand that they took one earlier, but you can't get enough. They have a terrible edge presence. 94, the Los Angeles Rams select linebacker out of Clemson, Trey Lamar. You just put him back there and just let him clean stuff up. All right, the New York Giants are on the clock at pick number 95. This is the second part of the Odell Beckham trade. This is the uh, third rounder that they got, and they get Blake Cashman, rising linebacker out of Minnesota that just wowed everybody at the Combine. Film's a lot of fun, too. He was an under-radar guy. He's going to be perfect for the Giants' defense. 96, the Washington Redskins select Stanley Morgan, high floor, high ceiling wide receiver out of Nebraska. He's an athlete. He just drops a little bit too many passes for my liking, and that's going to force him down to pick 96. 97th overall, the New England Patriots select Emmanuel Hall, wide receiver out of Missouri. Again, another just absolute size-speed freak um, that's maybe a better athlete than a wide receiver. New England loves those guys. They can develop him and get him to be an outside guy. Jacksonville Jaguars at 98 select Julian Love, cornerback out of Notre Dame. If it wasn't for his injury and lack of height, I think that he would go a lot earlier. 99. 
The Los Angeles Rams are back up. They take Rodney Anderson, running back out of Oklahoma, who is a physical, very similar body type and speed to Todd Gurley. Uh, they've got to get somebody else to play with Gurley. They saw that last year. Uh, maybe cost them the Super Bowl, how much they overused him. C.J. Anderson is gone. They've got to have somebody else there. Pick 100. Almost done, folks. The Carolina Panthers take Drew Samia, offensive guard out of Oklahoma, and this is for offensive linemen that are drafted by the Oklahoma Sooners, one of the best offensive lines um, in NCAA history. They were incredible. Pick 101, the New England Patriots take David Sills, wide receiver out of West Virginia. He fits exactly what they want at wide receiver, and I think that they could take probably three wide receivers in this draft and it wouldn't be enough. Their wide receiver core is just as depleted as possible. It's rough. They've got to get pass catchers there. And the last pick in our three-round mock draft with trades, the Baltimore Ravens select DeAndre Walker, linebacker out of Georgia. Hopefully you enjoyed this. I know I sure as heck did, and probably by the time I hit record or hit publish, there's going to be another trade that happens, and I will be back with an update can't wait to talk to you guys when I'm in Nashville. If you are heading out to the 49ers draft party, please look for me there. Um, hit me up on Twitter, please. I'd love to meet up and buy you guys a drink. First round on me is what I always say. Uh, appreciate the support. And, man, I believe this is the longest podcast we've ever had for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And if you've stuck with me, I just want to say kudos. Thanks a lot, guys. Can't wait. Draft is coming. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.